Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms. My name is Sally Irwin, and I serve as an elder here at Church of the Palms. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us all bow our heads, please, as we prepare for worship. Merciful God, as we enter Holy Week and gather at your house of prayer, turn our hearts again to Jerusalem, to the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that united with Christ and all the faithful, we may one day enter in triumph the city not made by human hands, the new Jerusalem, eternal in the heavens, where with you and the Holy Spirit, Christ lives in glory forever. Amen. Now as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his holy word, and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God.
Will you please stand for the call to worship? Tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Let us worship God.
On this Palm Sunday, we begin Holy Week and we remember the depth of God's love and mercy for us, knowing that God is listening to us, trusting the God we love and who loves us. Let us pray our confession together. Lord Jesus Christ, in this sacred and solemn week, when we see again the depth and mystery of your redeeming love, help us to follow where you go, to stop where you stumble, to listen when you cry, to hurt as you suffer, to bow our heads in sorrow when you die, so that when you are raised to life again, we may share your endless joy. Forgive us when we fail you. Have mercy upon us when we abandon you. Remember not our sins when we greet you outside the tomb. In Jesus' name, amen. God has always listened to us and heard our prayer and have forgiven us and given us a new life. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. Let us affirm our faith together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and seated on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now, as God's forgiven children, we greet one another in Christ's name.
Good morning. Happy Palm Sunday to all of you. We are so glad you are with us today as we make our way with Jesus and that crowd to Jerusalem and begin our great journey of Holy Week. We are glad that you can wave those palms with us as we celebrate the King who comes into the Holy City. So we hope that you will find this to be a place of welcome, especially if you're visiting with us today. We would love to know that uh, you are here and we would love to be in further contact with you. So the friendship paths will be passed amidst the pews and we hope that not only will you sign your name, but you'll also give us your email address so that we can reach out to you over the course of the next few weeks to let you know of more things that are going on here at Church of the Palms. And folks, pay attention to those names that are going past you that you may want to uh, reach out by name to your a neighbor there in the pew and let them know that you are glad that they are here. Well, the good Lord was good to us. Last week, or like yesterday, we uh, didn't get the rain until about 11 o'clock. So we had our Easter egg hunt in full force and uh, the campus was full of kids and families from all over the community. It was really an amazing moment. I'm sorry that the rain washed away all the chalk drawings underneath the uh, the, uh, the big tree, but we had a great time and uh, many faces were painted and eggs were found and uh, it was a great time of uh, being together. So we're grateful for that and we thank you for all of your support in that uh, wonderful community event. This is the beginning of Holy Week and uh, we do uh, want to focus your attention on page eight of your bulletin, which uh, tells you of all the opportunities you have to be a part of our journey uh, through the week of Holy Week and uh, to the cross and ultimately to the empty tomb. We will have a noontime uh, time of reflection in the chapel for an hour. We invite you to come and be quiet before the Lord as you make your journey. Devotionals will be, be provided. You'll have the chance just to be quiet in the midst of the week, and we invite you to do that Monday through Friday at noontime for an hour, any time during that hour. Monday, Thursday services will be here in the sanctuary. We will come before the Lord's table and we will receive uh, his blessed sacrament. On Good Friday, we will be about our stations of the cross through the courtyard. Both of those services on Thursday and Friday will be at 7 p.m. And then on Easter, we will have 10,000 services and we invite you to come to any one or all of those. But we will begin at the beach, Lido Beach, 6.30 in the morning. That's long before sunrise, but we will be gathered there on the beach. You'll bring your lawn chairs, you'll bring your blankets, you'll want to be there for that great, great uh, celebration. About a thousand people or so join us for that, and we'd love for you to be a part of that great gathering. And then our uh, standard Sunday morning service schedule will be applicable to Easter 9 and 11, both here in the sanctuary and in the garden. If you'd like to adorn our sanctuary with flowers given in memory or in honor of people, envelopes are available for you in the pews, and feel free to take one of those and put it in the offering plate, and that way we'll make sure to honor uh, members of your family or loved ones that you would especially want to make us aware of. Presbyterian women will be having a gathering uh, soon in a couple of weeks, and there's an announcement about that in the bulletin, so pay attention to that. A uh, word later about our Open Palms campaign, but before that, we want to call your attention to our annual stewardship campaign, which is the white uh, card in your bulletin. We are still receiving your pledges for our annual ministry here at Church of the Palms, and many of you have already made your pledges, but we would love for you to uh, do so. If you've not yet had the chance, you can fill it out, put it in the offering plate if you'd like, or bring it to the church office or mail it in. 
but uh, we want to make sure we pay attention to that which is happening over the course of this year, and we would certainly be grateful for your support. Let us continue our worship.
like to invite our newest members to come forward to be received into our church. This past Sunday, we had a new members class and over a dozen or so folks were there to be exploring membership here at Church of the Palms and these good folks who are the nine o'clockers uh, have uh, joined our church by meeting with a session this past Sunday and they are now before us this morning to be received publicly and to make their public affirmations and reaffirmations of faith. And as I call out your name, if you would just give a wave to that wonderful looking crowd out there. Uh, Greg and Heidi Knudsen, Bob and Judy Heisey, Dave and Phyllis Basket, Jean Asakura, and Nancy and George Zamory. Would you welcome these good people into our life? Yes. You can turn to me, and they're applauding with great hope that you'll get these answers right. <laughs> but we know you will, because we've already heard your response to these questions as you have come to be a part of our life here at Church of the Palms. So please, uh, Reaffirm your faith in answering these questions. Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Do you trust in him? Do you intend to be his disciple, to obey his word, and to show his love? And will you be a faithful member of this congregation, giving of yourself in every way, and will you seek the fellowship of the church wherever you may be? By your answer to those questions, you have affirmed your faith again before the people of God. We are grateful. Not only have you affirmed your faith, but we believe here at Church of the Palms that you join the mission, and our mission is to equip disciples for the service of Christ. We're glad to be working with you side by side, shoulder to shoulder, as we carry out this very important work, and as we seek to be the people of God in the world, and that through us the light of Christ might shine to those who are yearning for a little bit of hope in their lives. So to that end, will you please pray with me? Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we rejoice that you have called us. You have called each and every one of us first into a relationship with you. You have called each and every one of us into a particular ministry in this world to use our gifts. You have called us to be a part of the church, the body of Christ. We rejoice, O oh Lord, that you have been at work in each one of these people's lives, that you have stirred within them a sense of wishing to follow you and what they do and how they live. We thank you, O oh Lord, that you have allowed their path to intersect with our paths so that we can truly be the body of Christ in the world, that we can join that great parade of long ago, that parade of Palm Sunday to worship the King who comes and to follow him to the table, to the cross, and yes, to the empty tomb. We pray, O oh Lord, that you allow our church to be a church that continues in this great mission of equipping disciples for the service of Christ. We pray that you will fill us with your Holy Spirit, that you will inspire us to do great things, that you will allow us to be light in the world and salt in the earth so that the world through our life, not just here, but in our neighborhoods and in our relationships will come to know this great grace and hope that we find in Jesus Christ. We thank you for this week of Holy Week and pray that you will 
attend to us and walk alongside of us as we walk with your son to the cross and to the empty tomb that we truly may discover again what it means for you to have come to have sacrificed yourself and that to have been raised so that we can know eternal life so lord bless us bless these people bless our church as we victoriously follow you into all that you would have us to know and to do in the future for we pray this in the precious name of your son and our savior jesus christ who taught us to pray saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen weather permitting we invite you after our service to join these good folks out there right beside the door there and welcome them into our life here at church of the palms again we welcome you Let's continue our worship through the presentation of our tithes and gifts and offerings.
as we remember those who triumphantly waved palms on that holy day, we would also dedicate ourselves to be triumphant in our praise, but unlike them, we will follow through and dedicate our lives and our gifts to the pursuits of your kingdom. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we thank you for these gifts. Amen. like to invite the children to come forward for the children's message. Hello. It may take a second for this parade to keep on. Can we keep moving over here, guys, as much as we can? We got a group to get in. Excellent job. Thank you. Keep coming. Keep coming. This is so great. We have like the best church in the world. It is so awesome to have this wonderful intergenerational life together. Hey, Charles. Scooch back here. We've got some teenagers that are going to be coming right up on the top. So come have a seat. Excellent. Excellent. Come on over. Come right here. You guys keep coming in the front. There's more room. Excellent. Good job. Well done. Hello again. So we are in the Gospel of Mark, and we just did this awesome Palms processional. So Jesus had talked to his disciples And he had said, hey, guys, go into that town, find a donkey that no one has ever ridden on and untie it and bring it to me. Have you guys ever been on a donkey or a horse that's never been ridden on? I'm thinking this may be the first miracle, right? Because Jesus got on that donkey and he rode right into Jerusalem. I think you might be able to see him coming right over there. Oh, my gosh, there he is. And The people were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, and you might need to get up there. Oops, and we got a part of the Red Sea here, which is a whole other story, to get Jesus right up. Now, I'm not really convinced that that's exactly what they were expecting, right? But we know that we can show our love for Jesus with our words, like when they were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, and we can also do it with our actions. So a little bit later in Mark, there was this woman who had this expensive bottle of perfume. Can you see it? It's sort of purple. It was so expensive, it like cost a whole year's salary. So if your mom made like $40,000, $40,000 of perfume was in that bottle. Look what she does to it. Even Jesus was a little surprised. No. She poured the entire thing on the head of Jesus, which was sort of like anointing him. Well, can you imagine how the disciples were? They're like, they're kind of salty. They're like, what in the world is this crazy woman doing? We could have given it to the poor, all that money. But do you know what Jesus said? 
Jesus said, you will have the poor with you forever, but you only have me with you for just a little while longer. So out of all the disciples, out of all these people, that woman was one of the ones who got it. It was like she was anointing Jesus' body for what was coming. Because we were about ready to walk into Holy Week. This is a really hard, sad week for Jesus. On Maundy Thursday, we can be here for a worship service. On Good Friday, when Jesus is nailed to the cross, we can be here to experience that with Jesus. Because you know what? We know that's not the end of the story. We know that three days later, on Easter, that Jesus is going to rise. And then we get to have the greatest joy of all. So remember, we don't have to wait until Easter to start doing this, but we can use today our words and our actions to show the love of Jesus. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for loving us so much. Help us, Lord, to follow you all the way to the cross so that we can celebrate with a great, deep joy, saying, Hallelujah, Christ is risen, he is risen indeed. Amen. Okay, let's, let's go as quick as you can, as quick as you can.
Maybe seated. Well, our scripture this morning is from Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 11, the story that we've been hearing about today. Hear the word of God. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethany and Bethany near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the village ahead of you and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Just say this, the Lord needs it and we'll send it back here immediately. He went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. And as they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? And they told them what Jesus had said and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. And then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the name of the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. And then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the 12. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. By your grace and through your favor, we pray, O Lord, that as you received the praises of your people, on that first Palm Sunday, may you receive these words that they may point to the one who on donkey descends the mount and enters the city for our sakes, this Jesus the Christ. For we pray this in his name, amen. I was uh, out for a walk one morning this week, my daily constitutional, and I had my earbuds and my, and my ear and my iPhone tuned to one of my music playlists. And somewhere in the midst of Beethoven and the Allman Brothers, <laughs> up popped to my surprise into my ears on a warm March morning, the Harry Simeon Chorale version of The Little Drummer Boy. Four days before Palm Sunday, I'm listening to The Little Drummer Boy. Most of us know the song about the little drummer boy who has joined the pilgrimage to Bethlehem to bring gifts to the newborn Christ child. And the boy grows worried over what little he has to offer the king. Baby, Yesu, I am a poor boy too. I have no gift to bring that's fit to give a king. Shall I play for you on my drum? And of course, the answer is yes. Mary nods. I played my drum for him. I played my best for him. And the baby smiles. 
We love that song, we love that story because it speaks to something so deeply true about something so deeply real and that is that whatever gift we choose to give out of our hearts, it is of infinite value. Every gift that comes from within here, the sacredness of our souls matters a great deal. The Little Drummer Boy, as it turns out, is based upon an old French story called Our Lady's Juggler that tells the tale of an itinerant juggler that goes from town to town juggling before whatever crowd he can attract. He's quite a juggler but makes as much as only to keep himself barely alive and along the way he meets a monk who encourages him to join him in the monastic life in monastery. Well, the juggler decides that what better thing to do with one's life but to offer the rest of one's days in cloistered devotion. He joins the brothers in monastery and soon learns that it's each brother's practice to offer to the Blessed Mary his greatest gift. He notices the brothers singing, he notices them composing music and sculpting and painting, all lovely gifts to bring to the Blessed Virgin. But all the juggler knows, of course, is how to juggle and he is ashamed. He has no gift to bring that's fit for the Queen of Heaven. And then it dawns on him that he can give his greatest gift. So he goes before the statue of Mary and he begins to juggle. He juggles the best way he knows how, on his hands, on his feet, he juggles his little heart out. He juggles, though, to the abhorrence and ridicule of his fellow brothers. They are mortified that one would juggle in front of the statue of Blessed Mary. And just as they are prepared to take the juggler away, the granite figure comes to life. And the mother of Jesus steps from her pedestal and takes the fold of her azure robe and with a smile wipes the sweating brow of the juggler. Whatever gift we choose to give out of our hearts is of infinite value. Every gift that comes from within the sacredness of our souls matters. I suppose that was a part and the point of John's gospel when he begins to tell the story of the feeding of the 5,000. It's the only miracle story of Jesus that makes it into all four of the Gospels. It's such a significant story. This amazing account of Jesus and the disciples who are faced with 5,000 hungry people. 5,000 hungry people versus 13. And the disciples do the quick math and they say, well, this just isn't gonna work, but best we send these people away to fend for themselves. We could work for six months and we wouldn't make enough to feed these folks, they say to Jesus. But when John tells the story, all of a sudden, a little boy brings Jesus his lunch. He has just enough lunch for himself, but he gives Jesus his lunch because maybe that might help. Five little barley loaves and two sardine-sized fish. And Andrew, the disciple, asked the adult question, but what are these among so many? And Jesus says, you have no idea. What comes from the heart is of infinite value. And Jesus takes the little boy's lunch, blesses it, breaks the bread and gives it 
and 5,000 are fed. Five loaves, two fish. What are they among so many? <laughs> you have no idea. So whether you live in Jerusalem or Sarasota, you might wonder what could there be to a palm branch, a palm frond. You don't have to walk more than 50 feet in this town and you are within reach of hundreds and hundreds of palm fronds. They're just about in every backyard. Landscaping and gardening trucks pass by down Bee Ridge Road every day filled with pruned palms on their way to the compost pile. What's the big deal about a palm branch? Well, this morning, we have an answer, don't we? This morning, Jesus is making his way down the Mount of Olives to Jerusalem, and word is out that this rabbi isn't just any rabbi. He's, he's feeding 5,000. He's healing the sick. He's bringing sight to the blind. He's cleansing lepers. He's teaching a brand new teaching. Now, to the rich religious folks, this may not matter much, but to these Jerusalem peasants who have gotten the word that this might be the promised Messiah, the son of David, they don't got much, but they've got those palm trees. They've got those palm trees and boy, when you've got palm branches, what do you do? You, you wave them, a thousand people waving palm branches. That says a lot. So they don't got much, but from the bottom of their hearts, they reach for these palms and they wave and they wave and they ripple the air and they pave the way with their palms and coats. It ain't much, but it's all they've got. And the kingdom of angels says, oh, you have no idea. You have no idea the value of a gift that comes from the heart that wherever the gospel will be told, oh, they'll be telling this story about the palms, the waving palms that rippled the air and sent the gale of good news across the globe because we know the physics, right? We know the physics behind what they call the butterfly theory. The butterfly theory is that theory that small causes can have in time large effects, that a, a small ripple of air can stir enough wind to affect a greater current that can affect a greater current and in turn create enough disturbance that within a couple weeks a hurricane can form in another part of the world. The butterfly effect says that even the flap of a butterfly's wings over Brazil can be the start of a hurricane in the middle of the Pacific. I didn't mention the Atlantic. So, <laughs> when 20 centuries ago, a young peasant girl climbs a palm tree and cuts down a branch and runs to that dirt path descending down the mountain and she sees the kind face of the son of David and she does the only thing she knows to do. She waves her palm. God knows what ripple that made in the world of human events. Who was to know that 20 centuries later, a young Florida girl and a young Florida boy would walk down a carpeted aisle and wave the same branch. A gift from the heart is of infinite value and can make an inestimable difference. It is 
what we have been learning through these last several weeks of our Open Palms campaign that when we faced, when faced with the spiritual hunger of our world, masses that yearn to hear a little good news, that when each of us digs deep inside and wonders what to give, that any gift of our heart, any sacrifice on our part is a gift of inestimable value. Somewhere here a few weeks ago when a little six-year-old Kate laid on this table her little carton of eggs organic eggs that came from her little chicken that she raises on her family farm that she's been selling under the tree for our church's future. And then a week or so later, a baseball bat makes its way to the table, sold by one of our youth to give to the future of our ministry. And that set the rest of us wondering and praying and digging into our hearts and stretching and giving up something perhaps in order to offer what we have to the Lord. And we have been bringing our loaves and our fish, and the Lord says, you have no idea what I can do with this, these gifts of inestimable value, and so far, these gifts have totaled just shy of $4 million, $3.84 million to be precise. And that is an amazing amount of money. That is so far an incredible offering to the Lord. And Jesus says, you have no idea what I can do with this. And, and yes, and while it is a stretch away from our vision of what we want to do, and while we are not done receiving people's pledges and gifts toward this dream of building a family life center, and while the session will fine tune its way to a project that fits our resources, we know that in the end, a building that will rise out of that ground will be pleasing to the one who wants good news proclaimed to the Lord. Because whatever comes out of the sacredness of our souls will be of inestimable value and will make an infinite difference. Because it is what this week is about the one before whom we wave our palms and lay our coats and serenade with hosannas. The one is on his way to table. In a few days he will be at table and at table with him will be 12 hungry men in need of grace and love and mercy, and behind them will be 5,000 in need of grace and love and mercy, and behind them a world in need of grace and love and mercy, and before them just a loaf and a chalice. What are they among so many? And the host of the table says, you have no idea. And from there it is to the cross. One solitary life to the cross, palms open to receive the nails, God in Christ reconciling the world to himself, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the sin of the world? But what is one lamb among so many? And a voice from the heavens says, you have no idea. 
And so in a moment we shall join that first century parade and sing Hosanna, loud Hosanna, and we will parade out that door and into the world. And in our hand will be handed a palm in the form of a cross. If anything, to remember what the parade is all about from palm to table to cross. And each of these palm crosses, you've read in your bulletin, each of these palm crosses began in the palm of a Tanzanian villager. Think of that. Each palm began in the palm of an African brother or sister who fashioned it and wove it. A child, an old man, a young woman, Someone we will never know held this palm in his or her hand, fashioned a cross, and today it shall over 8,000 miles be miraculously placed into your palm. I don't begin to understand all that, how that happens. But like that boy and his bread and fish, from his palm into the palms of many? I don't begin to understand that either. Of what value are these things? Palm, bread, cup, cross, egg, bat, drum, Juggled balls, one dollar, four million dollars. Of what value? Well, when from the heart, when from the sacredness of our souls, infinite value.
Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen.